Hello, I'm Darren Heath, and I'd like to introduce Caroline Stockman, Chief Executive of the Association of Corporate Treasurers. In this 22nd of our Strategic Insights series of podcasts, Caroline's going to talk about building buy-in and an approach she developed which has produced some great results. Thanks as ever, Darren. How do we build buy-in from others? I doubt anyone would say this isn't a necessary skill, and most of us at some point in our careers will need to get others on board with a particular idea or project in order for us to deliver on it. So it's pretty important, but it involves others, and we know that that in itself presents a challenge. It means we're dealing with the complexity of different people's perceptions and experiences, as per the ladder of inference. There may also be political and personal aspects that the particular project will stir up. And there are different people's styles and ways of working to contend with too. So it can be a bit of a minefield. The key things to focus on when thinking of the bigger picture here, perhaps surprisingly, are diversity and inclusion. Diverse thinking gets the best results, and everyone, I believe, likes to be included. Or rather, they don't like to be excluded. Over my career, I've developed an approach which has been very useful when looking at developing a strategy for a new team or organisation, or indeed developing a plan for a particular project or transition. It's quite straightforward, has never failed me, but in some parts, people shy away when I describe it, until they experience it themselves. And I'll explain why in due course. So, I start by reaching out to as many stakeholders as appropriate, usually quite a wide range, ensuring that anyone with a vested interest is not forgotten. And I interview them either internally or using a third party, dependent on scale and budget. These interviews form my research into what people are thinking. Say, with a strategy, I might be asking them to describe where they think the organisation is now, will or should be in three years' time, and then in ten years. I'll be asking about barriers to achieving where they think we should be, what the success factors would be, etc. The detail really does depend on the particular project. Next step is that I prepare a strawman of the strategy, or project plan, based on what I've heard and also what I think myself from having listened to everyone and drawn my own, albeit interim, conclusions. I set out a structure and fill out the bones of the strategy based on my research. I then convene key stakeholders for a meeting, which might sometimes run for a couple of days, in which we go through the strawman carefully, broken down into manageable chunks and making the sessions interactive and engaging. Sometimes there'll be inputs in the form of presentations from parts of the business or from someone external with something inspiring and relevant to say. I work with a facilitator and we both keep records of all that is said, discussed and concluded. I then work with a few volunteers selected at the meeting to develop the strawman and pull it together into a comprehensive strategy or plan with key objectives to cascade to ensure that it's actioned. The volunteers ensure I'm held true and to account although I'm still driving the process. The final draft is shared with all stakeholders to see what they've co-created, and then the strategy or project plan is presented to the board for agreement. As I've said, the key here is that people feel involved and are involved. But there's a structure, and it's not a free-for-all or simply a nice discussion which never goes anywhere. It needs to be actioned. In each case, via this process, I've been very pleased with the outcomes. There's a better product at the end than if I'd simply written it myself, or worse, written it myself with no research. And nothing terrible has happened. I point this out because when describing the process initially, I've often had people express their concerns that they wouldn't feel comfortable not being in control of the outcomes. And what if people derailed things by coming up with impractical suggestions, etc.? 
In my experience, that doesn't happen. Because people feel they're being listened to, they're usually pretty sensible, and they want to contribute positively. If there's someone who's difficult, for want of a better word, the majority will win over them anyway. And for any of us to think we can truly control outcomes, we're not taking into account human nature. The really great thing about this approach is that buy-in has been created, which means the project or strategy is likely to be successful. One of the most common reasons for failures is that individuals weren't bought into the project and they proceed to sabotage it, often in passive-aggressive ways. So, get people engaged, be very inclusive, but do the heavy lifting for them and you have a recipe for success. Thank you, Caroline. A proven process, so our audience can try it out for themselves sometime. Next up, it's all about networking, a potentially controversial subject, so well worth listening to. Do come back to us for that. But for now, from Caroline and from me, goodbye and thank you for listening. <laughs>